Welcome to Apples of Gold with Pastor Benny Tate. This is the weekly radio program of Rock Springs Church, a growing multi-site church serving Middle Georgia and beyond. To watch these services or for more information about Rock Springs Church, visit rockspringsonline.com. That's rockspringsonline.com. For encouraging content or updates about our upcoming events, be sure to check out Rock Springs Church on social media. You can also learn more about leadership from Pastor Benny by subscribing to his Leeds Club podcast. Podcast or visiting rockspringsonline.com slash leadership. We hope today's message inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Here's Pastor Benny Tate with a simple yet powerful message from the Word of God. In Luke chapter 5, verse 27, it says, After these things he went forth and saw a publican named Levi or Matthew. Um, some people have said he had two names, Matthew, Levi, uh, Some have said that once he encountered Jesus, his name was changed from Levi to Matthew. The truth is we don't know, but when you you see Levi and Matthew, I just want you to know it's the very same person. He was sitting at the receipt of custom, and he said unto him, follow me. And he left all and rose up, and he followed him. And Levi made a great feast in his own house, and there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Jesus, why do you eat and drink with publicans and sinners? Jesus answered and said unto them, The whole don't need a physician. (laughs) The whole don't need a physician, but they that are sick. Don't you know something up? My doctor is in the church. He's a wonderful, wonderful, he's a wonderful Christian man. But can I tell you something? He's a wonderful Christian man. He's great to me, but I still hate going to the doctor. (laughs) I really do. The only thing I hate worse is going to the dentist. But I mean, just, I just, just dread it. I know I shouldn't, but I just do. But you know what's amazing, folks? If I get sick enough, I'll go see the doctor. If I get sick enough, I'll go see the doctor. See, some of you got family members and you're saying, I, I don't understand why they won't change. You want them to change. But you got to understand, they've got to get sick of their life. And if they get sick enough of it, they'll see the doctor. But they've got to get sick enough of their life. You can't get sick enough of it for them. They have to get sick of it. And when they get sick of it, then they won't help. And they want to go see the doctor. And Jesus is the great physician. Amen. All right. He said, I came not to call the righteous. Well, who's the righteous? Well, the scripture tells us, as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. Not one righteous. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. We're going to talk about what repentance means a little bit too. Let us pray. God, I cannot. You never said I could. You can. You always said you would. Have your will. Have your way. Meet the needs of your precious people. And for all you do, we're going to give you glory. We're going to give you honor. We're going to give you praise. For I pray this prayer with a grateful heart. For I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about Matthew, the tax collector. Matthew, the the publican, or Matthew, the tax collector. I I read one time about a 
elderly, godly man that was dying. He was a wonderful, godly man, and he just had a few days to live, and all of his family came, of course, to visit, visit with him on his final days. And they said to him, is there anybody else that you'd like to see before you die? And he mentioned two men's names. And they were just taken back because they didn't know those two men. He said, those two men, I want to come. So they reached out to those two men and said, uh, we want you to come. He's dying. He wants you here. So the two men arrived and one said to the other one said, did, did you know him? He said, no, no, I, I actually never met him. He said, well, do you know him? He said, no, I got to be honest with you. I've never met him. He said, it was kind of strange. He's requested for us to be here. And, you know, we've never met him. We don't know him. And finally, just making conversation, one said to the other, what do you do for a living? He said, well, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I'm actually an IRS lawyer. I'm a lawyer that works for the IRS. He said, that's ironic because I do the very same thing. I'm an IRS attorney. I do the very same thing. So they walked into the room and the man was very weak and they was on each side of the bed and he said, you all probably are wondering why I wanted you here. He said, the reason why I wanted you here is I really want to please my Lord and I wanted to die like Jesus. I wanted to die like Jesus and Jesus died between two thieves and I wanted to also. Well, that was the mentality, <laughs> that was the mentality of the tax collectors also in Jesus' day. And there was a tax collector, a man who worked for the IRS, and his name was Matthew. And what I want us to do, I want us to see three things about this guy, Matthew, and learn some things about him. First of all, I want you to see this, Matthew counting his money. Matthew counting his money. If you look at Luke 5 and 27, the Bible says Jesus came by and Matthew was right there. He was at the receipt of customs. He was right there at his office. He was right there at his table. He was simply counting the money that he had made. Now, let me give you some background so folks you can really understand and get, a, uh, get some framework for what's going on here. Tax collectors were the most hated people in all Israel. They were the most hated people in all Israel. And let me explain to you why they were the most hated people in all Israel. They were Jewish, they were Jews. But you gotta realize something, they worked for the Roman government. So the Jewish people felt like you're a traitor in that. Just the fact you being a Jewish person, you would want to work for the Roman government. But not only did they work for the Roman government and collect taxes for the Roman government, they would set the fee higher than even the Roman government fee. They would literally line their pockets with overcharge to the people. So the people literally despised and hated tax collectors. Matthew was a tax collector. You know what I think? I think he done real well financially. I think he done real well financially. I think he had a lot of things financially. But I truly believe this. I believe he was empty deep inside. Because Ecclesiastes 3 and 11 says this, folks. God's put eternity in our hearts. God's put eternity in our hearts. See, we can have a hot tub. We can get a back rub. We can have a drink at the pub. 
But if we don't know Jesus Christ, there's still going to be something missing in your life. You can try to satisfy that everywhere else, and I'll promise you it won't satisfy. There was a man in the Bible. He was the wealthiest man, by the way, who ever lived. His name was Solomon. His estimated income today would be $2.2 trillion. Bill Gates would have been a pauper in comparison to him. Warren Buffett would have been a pauper in comparison to him. $2.2 trillion. And this is what he said. He said in Ecclesiastes 5 and 10, He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. He said in Ecclesiastes 6 and 7, All man's labor is for his mouth, yet his appetite is not filled. I want you to know, John D. Rockefeller, the first billionaire in America, he owned 90% of the oil at one time in America. John D. Rockefeller was asked, what will it take to make you happy? He said, one more dollar. One more dollar. One more dollar. I want you to know something, folks. I like what money will buy, but I love what money won't buy. I like what money will buy, but I love what money won't buy. Because, see, money will buy your house, but it won't buy your home. Money will buy your companion, but it won't buy your friend. Money will buy your bed, but it won't buy your good night's sleep. Money will buy you a good time, but money won't buy you a peace of mind. Matthew was so busy counting his money. So busy counting his money. I remember years ago, I was watching 60 Minutes. There was an interview with probably the most highly decorated football player to ever play the game. Here's the interview. His name was Tom Brady. Three Super Bowl rings and, and still think there's something greater out there for me. I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey man, this is what it is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life is, me, I thank God. It's gotta be more than this. What's the answer? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I wish I had 10 minutes with Tom Brady. Because I'd tell Tom Brady the answer. I'd tell Tom Brady the answer is Jesus Christ. You can keep winning Super Bowls. You can keep making money. You can keep being married to beautiful women. But there'll be something missing in your life until you come to know Jesus Christ in a real and wonderful way. Somebody said, I counted dollars while God counted crosses. I counted gains while he counted losses. I counted my worth by those things in store. He sized me up by the scars that I bore. I counted the honors, I sought the degrees, but he counted the hours I spent on my knees. And I never knew until one day by a grave how vain are the things we spend our lives to save. Matthew, he was just counting his money. And I'll tell you something else about Matthew. Matthew <laughs> changing his mind. Matthew changing his mind. Now see, the Bible says in Luke 5 and 28 that Jesus comes by and he left all and rose and followed him. Somebody said, Pastor, Matthew made an impulsive decision to follow the Lord. No, he did not. Because let me tell you something. If you study Matthew's temperament, 
He was not an impulsive type of guy. In Matthew 9 and 9, Matthew followed the Lord. But I want you to know, before any of that happened, Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. I want you to know, before any of that happened, Jesus calmed the storm and the, the sea was calm. I want you to know, before any of that happened, Jesus cast out demons. I want you to know, before any of that happened, Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount. There's no doubt in my mind that those people came to pay their taxes and they were telling Matthew what a difference Jesus had made in their lives. They were telling Matthew what a difference Jesus had made in their lives. He was an analytical guy. You say, how do you know that? Because in the book of Matthew, 99 times he recorded the Old Testament. More than Mark, Luke, or John, he had studied it in-depthly. He had had a thorough study of the Old Testament. He didn't just sporadically decide he was going to follow the Lord. There was a changing of his mind. Somebody said, Pastor, what is repentance? Jesus said, I came not to call the sick. I came not to call the whole but the sick to repentance. What is repentance? Repentance is when you change your mind. It's not regret. It's not remorse. The definition is changing your mind. It's when you change your mind about God. It's when you change your mind about eternity. It's when you change your mind about Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what Matthew did, ladies and gentlemen. He changed his mind. He changed his mind because Jesus Christ changed his heart. And Jesus changed his life. Matthew was just counting his money. But then he went to changing his mind. Then there's a third thing I want you to see. That's Matthew confessing his master. Can you imagine, folks, it had to be the talk of the town. The most notorious tax collector gives his life to Jesus Christ. And he confessed Christ. So, Pastor, how did he confess Christ? Number one, by, by leaving his sin. See, let me tell you something. When you come to know Jesus Christ, he'll change your life. You say, what, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get a, a bunch of things worked out, and then I'm going to come to know Christ. You'll never get it all worked out. See, you come to know him, and then you let him work it out. Somebody said, well, when I get so good, when I quit this, and when I start that, and when I get everything right, I'm going to get in church. I've got a news flash for you. You'll never get everything right. You'll never get good enough. There's no one good enough. You just come to Jesus just like you are. And you let him work things out. And he will work things out over a period of time. How did he confess his Christ? He left his sin. See, folks, let me tell you something. My biological father, I put this in my book, Bennyisms. 
He said a dollar bill is the best yardstick for measuring the character of any individual. You want to know if somebody's a good person? See how they respond when a dollar bill is involved. That's why I always say, where there's a wheel, there's a relative. <laughs> See how they respond when there's finances involved. You can tell a lot about people by how they respond when there's money involved. You know, I was studying and every publican that was mentioned specifically in the Bible gave their life to Christ. There was Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19. Remember Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Did you folks ever go to church? <laughs> I don't know this. This is just my opinion. It, this, this is just my opinion. I, he was a little old bitty guy. The Bible says he was short in stature and he loved money. I believe he looked like Boss Hogg. I, some of you don't know who Boss Hogg is. I wish we had a, had a picture of Boss Hogg. I mean, he, he was a wee little man, and he, uh, he made it hard on Roscoe P. Coltrane. Amen. <laughs> uh, uh. And, and, and then, then in, in Luke chapter 18, you remember the story about the Pharisee who walks out there, and he said, uh, I thank God I'm not like other men. I'm not an extortioner. I give tithes of all that I possess. I fast twice a week. I mean, I, 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 I. He had an eye problem. <laughs> hey, man. I, I fast. I mean, I'm just so great. I don't, you know, I don't smoke. I don't dip. I don't chew. I don't associate with any who do. <laughs> and then a publican comes down there, puts his hand on his chest and says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You know what God wants out of us? Be merciful to me, a sinner. Be merciful to me, a sinner. So we got Zacchaeus, and then we got that guy, and of course, then we got Matthew. But I noticed something, folks. Here's what I noticed about Jesus. I'd never read this before, but in Luke 15 and 1, look what it says. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners to hear him. Let me tell you something. Jesus just drew lost people. Somebody, I preach it so straight, they won't come and hear me preach. Friend, that's not a compliment. It's not your message that's turning them off. It's you that's turning them off. No, no, no. They were drawn to Jesus because they knew Jesus loved them. They knew Jesus loved them. See, folks, our responsibility, look, Christians, look here. I, I've been doing this all these years. I, I've been doing this all these years. And Christians' responsibility to make people hungry for Jesus. Your responsibility, my responsibility, it's not to repel people. It's not to turn people off. It's not to offend everybody. Our responsibility is to love people to the extent that they're hungry for Jesus. That we love them to the extent that they're hungry for Jesus. But the average church is not making people hungry for Jesus. 
The average church is making people want to throw up. By leaving his sin. I mean, let me tell you what else he did. By telling his friends. You know what this guy did? He comes to know Christ and he throws a party. You're, do, do you folks ever read the Bible? Look, at, <laughs> he, he throws a party in Luke 5 and 29. And not only does he throw a party, he invites all these publicans. He invites all these sinners. And he says, I want you to come. Because we're going to have a special guest at the party. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Oh, folks, I wish, I wish we as Christians could say, no matter what, we got to get them to Jesus. We got to get them to Jesus. We got to get, even if it makes tearing the roof off, we got to get people to Jesus. People that don't look like us, people that don't act like us, people that dress different from us, people that got tattoos all over their body, piercings all over their body. We got to get them to Jesus. Remember years ago, a lady, I mean, every, listen, folks, things come and go. Goodness gracious. But it's the soul that's eternal. A lady said to me years ago, she said, Pastor, I wish you would just tell the young boys to quit wearing their hats to church. Hey, I'm going to go on record. Listen, I'm glad to have people. Whether they've got a hat on or they don't have a hat on, I'm just glad to have people in God's house. I said to the one lady, I said, I just, I just wish, this was years ago, I just wish they would start wearing two hats. She said, why? I said, well, when their pants fall completely down, they cover both sides. <laughs> Folks, we just got to reach people. We're trying to clean fish and we hadn't even caught fish. We got to catch them. He said, I'm going I'm to leave my sin. He said, I'm going to tell my friends I'm just a nobody that's going to tell everybody about somebody that can change anybody. That being Jesus. Jesus can change your life. He can change your life. Listen, folks. I had a terrible mouth. I had a terrible mouth. Rotten. Did it clean up immediately? No, it didn't clean up immediately. But God kept working on me. 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 And that's what he does in our lives, folks. If we'll allow him, he'll just keep working on us. He'll just keep working on us. He'll just keep working on us. No, no, no. We, we, don't, we don't become perfect. We don't become sinless. But I'll tell you what. <laughs> we don't become sinless. But when we really come to know Christ, we'll sin less. We'll sin less because he's working on us. I got to quit. By leaving his sin, <laughs> by telling his friends, and look lastly, by writing his book. 
That's all the time we have for today. If you enjoyed today's message, we would love to have you at one of our campuses at Rock Springs Church. Find a location and time that works for you by visiting us at rockspringsonline.com. If you would like to hear the conclusion of today's message presented by Pastor Benny Tate, Senior Pastor of Rock Springs Church, you can visit us online at rockspringsonline.com. You can also learn more about leadership from Pastor Benny Tate by subscribing to his Leeds Club podcast or visiting rockspringsonline.com slash leadership. You can view our services live every Sunday at rockspringslive.com at 8, 9.30, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's rockspringslive.com. Thank you again for joining us. Please join us again next week at this same time for Apples of Gold with Pastor Benny Tate.